So ladies, last week I started meal planning and meal prepping again, which is something I had taken a step away from. Gosh, man, I don't know if I've done it since I moved to Atlanta. I'm about to be three years here in Atlanta. Yeah. I used to do it a lot in when I was in Chicago, but, um, decided enough is enough because I was having trouble around the lunch meal. I was snacking through the lunch meal. A lot of times I was grabbing something real quick for lunch to eat on the way to car, you know, carpool to pick up my son. It was just very haphazard. If there happened to be leftovers from dinner, I was winning. But if there wasn't, it was like, oh man, I need to grab a bar or, you know, it was just always just whatever I can eat. So I'm not starving on this hour and 15 minute carpool commitment I have every day. So anyway, and Kendall was also doing the same thing. We never thought through it. So we weren't making the best choices when it was time for lunch. So I started meal planning again and I posted on my Instagram. I also did it in a Facebook group asking people for their meal planning and meal prep tips. So it's cool. I wanted to share a few of these and then maybe you guys can um, holler with some of your things. So let's see. I'm trying to, I didn't pick out any favorites. But Kimberly Marie B, and her handle was Kimberly underscore Marie underscore B, okay? Make an easy menu of items that can be batch cooked as well as used in other dishes. For example, if you bake a chicken, (laughs) I'm sorry, because I'm laughing. (laughs) Because Nikki got chicken. Nikki got the corner on that. I know how to do chicken. I know so how to do I'm gonna let you. I'm going to let you weigh in on that chicken in a second. <laughs> I can't even get through this. If you bake a chicken, bake more than one. It can be chopped up and used for soup, salad, or sandwiches. If you brown some beef, it can be used for tacos or chili. If you make whole grain rice, make more than you normally do, then use it as a side in different dishes roast veggies in the oven in advance, blah, blah, blah. We get the picture, right? Um, So that's her. And she has a blog post about it. If you want more, she was kind enough to throw in that blog post link, but her website is KimberlyMarieB.com. And her blog has uh, a post five easy ways for busy people to eat more healthy. So that's her tip. And I thought that was a great tip. But I'm all about that when you can get more going. But I got to say, girl, like, don't don't even be baking those chickens. You go to your Costco and you get your baked chicken and you pick up a few of them. Oh, I've done it before. I bought three and like pulled all the meat off to put in the freezer. But also, as you guys know, I did a whole episode on 10 things to do with Costco roasted chicken. Oh, so Nikki, it it was 10, 10 things to do with the Costco chicken. One of my favorite episodes of any podcast ever like just the title made me laugh but it was so good like you guys she 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 gives you 10 meal ideas that you really could do without even writing anything down like they were so simple and they sounded good and I almost wrote in Nikki and then I just forgot that um a friend of mine who cooks like caters and stuff sometimes for small events she has said that Costco actually has like cut up roasted chicken you can buy. Mm-hmm. I have never bought it, but I was like, that even ups the ante. You don't even have to pull that thing apart yourself if you don't want to. 
Yeah, I've seen the packs of just the pulled apart meat. And then also sometimes if they make too many, they'll sell like one and a half roasted chicken. They just kind of chop them up, put them on a little platter. It's like seven bucks. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. See, I pay for that kind of stuff. Whatever markup they put on pre-prepared food, as long as it's not full of crappy stuff, that I'm their customer. They're, They're selling to me. So I never even considered going to buy a rotisserie chicken or already cooked chicken and cutting it up. I've, uh, when I think of meal planning, my default is cook the chicken, then cut it up. And now I'm like, I don't even have to do that. I, I wish everyone could see Nikki's face. She's like, what? <laughs> what? Why would go you to Costco. Just go to Costco. Ain't nobody got time. But I can inst- So I, I don't go to Costco anyway. Just I order everything, please. But... <laughs> I can order rotisserie chicken from Publix and they will deliver it to me. What am I doing? I know what I am doing. I know what I'm about to do. Order me some rotisserie chicken and cut it up and freeze it. My world has been changed. And let me just say, for the first time in the Refreshed Life podcast history, listen to this. This is a big deal. We're going to link back to that episode and we have never linked back to any resource from the opening rabbit trail banter. (laughs) Nikki, you have done it. (laughs) We are going down into history today that we're linking to a resource based off of a rabbit trail. It is an important resource though. (laughs) Girl, no, you have changed my life. You have changed my life. So anyway, and we will also link to Kimberly's blog post on those five easy steps because she does have some great information as well. I'm going to combine her steps with Nikki's chicken and I'm good to go. So thank you, Kimberly. And thank you, Nikki. (laughs) Rod, we're ready. Drop the intro. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Refreshed Life Podcast. I'm Deanna Mason, creator of Refreshed Moms, where I help mompreneurs find the time they need in order to make the money they desire. And I'm Kelly Capriotti Burton, a writer and encourager finding the humor, grace, and happily ever afters in complicated relationships. We've come together and created this space to empower moms and women to be healthy, strong, emotionally well, and successful in their businesses and their families. Oh, that sounds good to me. Grab your favorite coffee mug, we definitely have ours, and hang with us. We can promise you diverse perspectives, positive outlooks, and likely a few fun rabbit holes along the way. Here we go, guys. Well, welcome everyone to our latest episode of the Refresh Life podcast. And we are so excited to have a guest here who honestly, I feel like, is a friend of the show Mm -hmm. since the beginning, not that we've been doing this for super long, but she inspired each of us to get into this in the first place. And honestly, Nikki Snyder is one of the first podcasts that I'm listening to on a regular basis. She's so approachable and um, so inspiring as a mom who is getting things done, raising her kids, traveling. There's so much I love to follow about her story. So everyone welcome Nikki Snyder of the Things She Does podcast. And please, Nikki, tell us about yourself, your family, and the work that you do. Yay, Nikki. 
Well, thank you so much for that sweet intro. And I honestly feel like I have known you for ages too. And so thank goodness for the internet every now and then it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I am Nikki Snyder. And so I am a mom and a wife. I am a nurse practitioner. I have my doctorate degree from the University of Washington and I work in cardiology. So I'm in a specialty group and I round on patients in the hospital and in clinic. And at home, I have a very feisty three-year-old girl, girl, and then my beautiful son, who's nearly eight. And um, because, you know, clearly I needed something else to do, uh, about a year and a half ago, I started a podcast called mm-hmm. The Thing She Does. And um, those are kind of the, the big buckets in my life. And then besides that, I'm an active reader. I love to read books. I'm often posting about that on my Instagram. Um, exercise is a huge, huge piece, not only of my self-care, but also just my sanity and things that I enjoy. I love weightlifting. Um, and then when I can, you know, I love to see my friends and be outdoors and travel is the one topic. If you give it to me, I will talk for hours and I can talk Airbnb flats and where you should go and all kinds of things. So (laughs) those are kind of the big things in my life. And of course my husband, which I mentioned before I married, but I've been married for uh, 14 years, um, which is kind of crazy. And he is my biggest supporter and, um, I'm still happy to say I'm madly in love with him, which growing up, I didn't always think that was possible this many years into marriage. So I feel very blessed about that. You are. I feel the same. I'm, I am completely in love with Eddie and dream of what our love and relationship is going to look like in another six years when we're approaching that empty nester. You know, I don't know if we'll actually be empty nesters. You never know what the, those suckers are going to end up doing, <laughs> but they will at least be old enough to manage their life. And mm-hmm. Eddie and I will be transitioning into that part of our marriage. And I, and I get giddy, I get butterflies thinking about what me and Eddie are going to do when we're focusing more on us and not, you know, the entire family. So I completely get that. Welcome Nikki. I'm going to tell a little bit of our history because I inserted myself into Nikki's world. That's, that's exactly how we found each other because I was, thank you for doing it. (laughs) I was new into the Refresh Mom stuff. You know, I just launched. I don't even know if I was out a month and I'm on Instagram and I've built my business literally by leveraging Instagram. That has been a, the number one tool that I've used to get my business off the ground. And Nikki, I found her just randomly. I don't know if, I don't know how I found you, but I found you. I don't know if you followed me. I I doubt that. I feel like I found you and followed you, but I'm not quite sure how that happened. And in your bio, so this is how powerful bio copy is, people. In Nikki's bio at the time, it ain't there no more, but it used to be. She said, want want to be interviewed on my podcast? Click here. And I'm like, I want to be interviewed on her podcast. So I went to go check her podcast out. And I'm like, okay, yeah, she got a legitimate podcast. And (laughs) I filled out the little form and I didn't hear back from Nikki. And I was like, oh, you know, it's just not meant to be. (laughs) And so I just went went on about my refresh life or refresh mom's world. And maybe a month, six weeks, maybe two months later. I don't remember. It was some time between. It (laughs) It was a while. Nikki emails me and she's like, I am so sorry to just get around to this. I would love to have you on my show. Thank you for reaching me. You know, and it just, that's how we met. The power of Instagram and the power of a call to action. 
This is what I want y'all to pull out of that story. She said, do you want to do this? Click here. Okay. And we recorded an episode and I will link back to that episode. I forget which number it is, but that's the first podcast I've ever been on. And it will always hold the space of my favorite podcast experience because that's how I was introduced to podcasting through the things she does podcast. So Nikki, you have a special place in my heart and um, we have tried a number of times to try to get something like the last time we tried to record the microphone situation was horrible and I couldn't even use what we had um, recorded anywhere in the business. So I'm like, nobody's going to be able to listen to this because the mic situation. So I'm so happy that we now have a format where I can capture your brilliance and share it with the world. So we're happy to spend some time with you today on the podcast. So thank you. And I want to say how important is the relationship you can develop? Because I mean, you reached out and it was the emailing back and forth, having you on my show. And you really took the effort to develop that relationship further. And I've appreciated that so much. And we have messaged back and forth and, you know, so much so that I had you interview me for my own anniversary episode. And that was a really special thing for me too, because I'm like, this is a relationship of a a woman who I've never met, who lives on the other side of the country from me. And yet I feel such a kinship and I feel like she is the best person to capture me for like when we interviewed me for my own podcast. And so, you know, it's just, it's so fun how you can find people who are just your people. Um, and that's the beauty of the internet and of podcasting. And I feel kind of happy that I introduced you to podcasting and now look at this. So yeah. I'm going to be responsible. <laughs> <laughs> you did. And you were a huge support for both Kelly and I, as we were, going through the processes of thinking through what this could be for the refreshed life. I referred to Nikki boxer has been like the main way me and Nikki have kept in touch. Um, and I have boxed back and forth with her for months before we launched this. And she sent me resources and she's literally hopped in zoom to train me. It's, she's been such a huge support to us getting this off the ground. So thank you so much for that. And I will, I'm going to rabbit trail really quickly on those relationships and how powerful they are. I am next month um, going to retreat with the women that I'm masterminding with, not the refreshed moms mastermind, but the love of our metrics mastermind where I am a part of my mentor is Jada Selner and she hosts two retreats during the mastermind period for, you know, the mastermind 2018, 2019 session. Right. And so the first retreat was in October. That's when we all got started working together. I couldn't go because it was scheduled on my daughter's birthday. And I'm like, I just can't make that happen. And so I was planning to go to the second one because I'm like, well, if I can't go to the first one, I'll go to the second one. And please understand that I am East Coast and Jada is West Coast. Okay. And she's hosting her retreats, treat West Coast. More than half of the masterminders are West Coast. Okay. So for the people on the East Coast, that travel commitment is significant. Okay. I ain't driving to it. I got to fly to it. And then I got to, my flights are not nonstop. <laughs> I couldn't find a nonstop flight. I have to lay over. So I'm at least an eight and a half hour travel commitment both ways. Okay. So that's like almost a day just to travel to and for, to and for, to and from this retreat. Um, the retreat cost on top of the $644 I just dropped on an airline ticket. Okay. So I just need y'all to start calculating 
what this is. And on top of that, it's the last week of school for both of my children. So Eddie is going to have to figure out how to make sure our son successfully gets through his finals week. (laughs) I have to find childcare for my daughter who is homeschooled because there's nobody there to watch her during the day. During those three days, I will be gone. And the day, a day and a half after I return, no, I'm sorry, the day after I return, because the flight that I have to come back home in, once I convert it to East Coast time, my flight lands at 5.01 a.m. on a Thursday. I would have left on a Wednesday, but I don't get back into Atlanta until 5.01 a.m. on a Thursday, once you convert the time over. <laughs> the very next day, I'm hopping in a car and traveling to Chicago to my nephew's high school graduation. Mm-mm-mm. This is a very difficult commitment to make. I have backed out of it like five different times. This makes no sense. This is insane. But when I hopped on my last um, call with my, my masterminders and they found out I wasn't coming and the way they loved on me, how are you not coming? You have to come. This is our last time to meet you. And half of those women are mentors in the refreshed mom's mastermind in September. Okay. Wow. I had to say the relationship with them is taking priority right now. I am making a very difficult travel decision just so I can connect in person. I'm tearing up just thinking about this with not only my mentor, who I do really, really want to meet, but it's not even really just her. It's that group of women that have poured into me and my business for nine stinking months. And I have to kiss them. I have to hug them. I have to see them face to face. I have to capture some pictures of them with me. That's why I'm going. Will the retreat be amazing content wise? I'm sure it will be, but I have to get in the face of these women. So my whole, that whole rabbit trail was do not underestimate the power of your networking and the people that you put around you as you do life and you do business. Do not minimize it. Those relationships are precious. So Nikki, you're one of those relationships. And Kelly, I don't even have to say, you already know who you are to me. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the podcast content. I, I'm going to do my best not to rabbit trail anymore, but One of the questions I ask all of my um, boss moms, women that are um, doing something on the side with their business or doing something on the side as like homeschool or running a business just while they're momming, right? How do you make space in your life for the work that you do with the things she does podcast? I love hearing how you do it (laughs) because I think Nikki is quite beast in how she pulls this off. But can you share how you make time to do this? Uh, I think the first thing is that I am ridiculous about scheduling and I have, you know, my calendar, I have a Gmail calendar, I have an Apple calendar, I have a paper calendar and they all serve their purpose, but I am so meticulous and deliberate in how I plan my time. Even in looking at like, okay, yes, Monday and Tuesday are my quote days off work, but I have to protect those times, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can't just like, oh, well, I'll have a coffee date this day and a play day this day. I'll do this and that because it's like, well, no, that's my time to get stuff done. And, and I do carve out time to be with friends and stuff like that, but it's very deliberate. Okay. This morning I'm going to do it because then I need to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. 
So I try and do that. I think one of the biggest ways that I make that happen is I get up early in the morning and it's not so much the early morning, but that first hour of the day is for me. I read my book. I, you know, have some Bible time. I study languages because that's what I love because I'm a nerd. Um, I drink my coffee. Nobody talks to me. Nobody needs anything ready. That is solely for me. And I think because I have that time, it allows me to really push 150% the rest of the time because I know that no matter how chaotic my day, no matter how crazy the kids are, whether bedtime happens on time or not, I know that come morning, I will get that hour to myself. So I think that has been one of the most critical pieces. And, you know, people often say to me, I don't know how you have time to work out. And I'm like, I don't know how I have time to not work out Mm -hmm. because if I don't, my energy is just zapped. I am. I'm not a nice person. Let's be honest. Nikki, who does not work out, is just tough. When I was on bed rest, I felt sorry for my husband. Um, it's, it's just not pretty. So, you know, I think that for me really doing those prioritizing of looking at my schedule, what has to be done, what can be dropped and how do I build in pieces to know that I'm taking care of myself so that I don't just fall apart because I've gone through seasons where I've taken out that self-care piece and I've just put pedal to the metal and everything else. And it's just, it's not good for me. It's not good for my family. And I end up burning out and having two days where I stare off into space on the couch and eat cookies all day because it's just, I'm just so done. So that, that's kind of a lesson I've learned. And I think whether you're homeschooling or working or whatever it is, is looking at your time and being very deliberate about it. Um, but also looking at what are some of the ways you waste time, you know, and I've talked about time tracking. It's something I learned from Laura Vanderkam. I had her on my show and, and I've done a whole episode on tracking time is you've got to know where your time is going because there was a time in my life where I really wanted to read more. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why can I not fit more reading in? And then at that point, I actually used the um, battery function on my phone to find out, okay, like, what am I doing on my phone? And I'd spent 11 hours on Instagram in the last mm-hmm. week, 11 hours. And I was like, oh, there's my reading time right there. Mm. And so I think not only planning your time, but also tracking your time, whether you track for a week or two and, you know, use an Excel form like Laura says, or just looking at the battery function on your phone. But I think looking at that, seeing where your time's going and then deciding, now you might decide, gosh, Instagram is my happy place. I love it. It's my business, whatever. Great. Spend your 11 hours. there. I don't care how many hours, but if it's not aligning with the values and priorities in your life. Like for me, I was really wanting to prioritize reading. I had to look at that time and say, okay, I have to cut that so I can add in reading. Mm -hmm. And I've been so happy with that choice, but you have to know what you're dealing with. Yeah. That's some good stuff. If y'all don't know, she just bomb dropped like five different things. So (laughs) that was really, really (laughs) good stuff. And just a little tip on that time tracker. If you are not one that is attracted to having to time track, I really highly recommend her tip on just looking at where your time is going on your phone and challenge yourself every week. I wonder if I can cut that down by an hour. I wonder if I can cut that down by two hours and just, cause that's what I do when I, cause my, my phone shows me every week. It gives me like a report of this is how much screen time you've had. Um, and I say, oh, I bet I I'm going to try to beat that next week. And so it's just me trying to figure out how to get off the phone in order, which to me translates that I am now allocating the time that I used to spend on my phone to something else. And you can just start there. But I love, I'm, we're going to link to that time tracking episode as well. But I love having a good understanding of how you're spending your time up front so you know exactly the areas that need to be shaved. That's mm-hmm. very empowering. 
Well, Nikki, I feel like out, outside of the realm of boss moms, sometimes people look in and they're like, why are you even doing this? And I know that that's something I encounter, you know, like why a podcast? Why, why, you know, these Facebook lives that you do, like, why do you spend your time doing that when you're already, you know, holding an outside job and raising kids and, you know, fitting in fitness and dates and, you know, hopefully some travel. So looking at you, you're a nurse practitioner, which, you know, is like for many of us, this, oh my goodness, like, you know, it's a, it's a very specialized job. You know, we, we have visions of Grey's Anatomy when we think. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's just not. No, (laughs) I don't watch it anymore since they killed McDreamy, but anyway, (laughs) um, I will just ask you what, like, why a, why a podcast? And let me preface also by saying Nikki does her podcast on her own. She is promoting it. She produces it. She edits it. She's booking her own guests when she has guests. It's all her. It's a one woman show. So tell us in the busyness of your life, why a podcast? What inspired you to start? Well, I think for me, I, I mean, I'm just always an on the go person. And so when I thought over the years about starting a blog or something like that, and as I was finishing off my doctorate, I was pregnant with my second and I told my husband, I'm like, I am not allowed to do anything for six months. I cannot take a new job. I cannot take a promotion. I cannot write a book. I cannot do anything because I know myself. And as soon as I finish one thing, I'm just going to fill that time and jump into the second. And so I actually um, took a year of, I kind of call it sabbatical. I still work. I had a baby and I worked. So, I mean, (laughs) I was still doing some stuff, Um, but I just took some time to take a breath. And in in that time, I was really reflecting on what I want to do because I know I needed something like my job is very fulfilling as a nurse practitioner, but it feels one side of me. And I feel like I have this other side that I need to fill. And I kind of just thought, Oh, I guess I'll blog. I mean, that's what everybody does. And then I discovered podcasts and I was like, Oh, I'm like, I can write, but I can talk really good. So (laughs) I thought maybe I'll do this. And, and so I started looking at, you know, what are the things that are important to me? And one of the questions I always get is like, how do you do it all? And I was, I was like, I don't do it all. Like, let's be very, very clear on that. I have help. I prioritize, I cut things out, but people I find particularly women, they look at other women and they assume that that other woman is doing everything they're doing plus everything else they see them do. Yes. And I think it's so important to acknowledge, here are the things I'm doing. Here are the things I am not doing. And so I kind of had that. And I'll be honest, I've always wanted to get into speaking. I am one of those weird, like 2% of people who love it. And uh, I kind of thought, well, maybe this could be a platform for launching me into that. And so let's give it a shot. And I'm kind of, I always tell people, what's the worst that could happen? Because people have fears. And let me tell you, I had fears starting this thing. But when I really sat down, I was like, okay, what's the worst that could happen? I could dump in a bunch of work maybe a few hundred dollars in equipment and stuff like that. And nobody listens. Yeah. Okay. I I haven't lost my home. I haven't lost my family. I mean, no one's dying here. And so I thought, what's the worst that could happen? What's the best that could happen? Well, I mean, I could be one of those internet people that makes a ton of money and, you know, starts teaching courses on how to make a ton of money and goes and lives in Bali or something that has not happened. Um, but I said, you know, I could experience a lot of good things. And in this case, I have experienced many good relationships. And so That was kind of my thing is I wanted the opportunity to talk to other women like me who 
I don't want to say we're doing it all, but, but we're finding a way to have a passion life and follow it and not fall into this trap of, well, I'm a mom, therefore I can't do anything outside of my family because that's going to hurt my kids. Um, and I see that a lot and it always just breaks my heart because I see these women and I'm like, you have got passions and skills and abilities and you are more than a mom. And yes, being a mom is so important. It's, it's, it's the number one thing in my life, but I'm more than that. And I want to make sure that I am and I want to inspire other women to make sure they're keeping that other side of themselves so that they don't wake up one day and their kids are off in college and they're going well, who am I? What, what am I supposed to do? I don't even remember who I am. And I actually had a mom tell me that she had, you know, a toddler and she's like, I don't even remember what I like. And that just broke my heart. And I was like, girl, you need to start, you know, going out, leave the kids with your husband one night, go meet friends, go do whatever hobby you like, but find something that is yours. And I always tell people, you should be able to identify yourself outside of your relationships. If the only way you can identify yourself is, well, I'm a wife and I'm a mom and I'm this and I'm that, but okay, that's great. And those are hugely important. And I don't want to downplay those ever. They're massively important. But how can you identify yourself outside that? I'm a podcaster. I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm someone who works out. I'm a reader. These are all parts of my identity that are not tied to another person that I can take with me through various phases of life. And so I wanted a chance to talk about that. And so I started a podcast. (laughs) I love it. As, as someone who I consider myself an encourager, especially to other moms, I, I identify with that so much. We we think that we have to just be this one thing and it, it you know, there's so much more for us and our, our children are watching. They learn, <laughs> they learn how to fulfill kind of step into their destiny by watching us and how we navigate that. And I, you know, I started um, running about four months ago and my daughters are watching every move I make. Neither one of them are remotely interested in doing it, but I'm like, I'm showing them drive and commitment and the fact Mm -hmm. that I'm going to let you eat frozen pizza tonight instead of cooking you dinner because I need to get this run in. (laughs) And like you said, no one's dying. No one is suffering because I'm making those choices and we're, we're kind of navigating it together. So I, I love everything you just said. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I love it so much that I need to have a conversation with you once we finish. <laughs> I'm not even playing. I'm like, Nikki, just, I think we have some work to do in this world, Nikki. So, um, yeah, I'm going to box you once this is over. Okay, <laughs> Kelly, you're supposed to take this next question, but I'm about to take it because I'm skipping over the one that I was supposed to ask. <laughs> This actually was birthed out of Kelly, though, this question, because this is the reason why she wanted you on the podcast. She wanted you to share about the recent pivot you've made with your podcast. And so let me kind of, I'm going to merge the two questions. I think I can do this in one question. So what was your initial goal with it? And then what caused you to make the recent pivot. You have a whole episode dedicated to that explanation, but I just wanted to, I think that decision is so key to communicate to other um, listeners. Um, You may be listening right now and maybe in this exact scenario. And I really want you to hear this. And as you're listening, maybe give yourself permission (laughs) to do what Nikki has done. But can you share that? 
share a little yeah. bit? So, I mean, when I first started, yes, I wanted to inspire and encourage moms. And that was more my mission statement. You know, outside of that, I wanted to make some money with it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie about that. I, I thought the idea of making some side income would be great. Um, you know, you see people doing it all the time. I thought, well, why can't I? Um, so that was one of it. And then getting speaking opportunities was the second one. I really wanted to have an opportunity to build a platform to kind of get into that. So that was sort of the two, you know, outside of the inspiration piece was, was doing that. And I, when I do something, I do it all, all the way and I jumped in and for 76 weeks straight, I mean, I haven't missed a week yet, but for 76 weeks, I interviewed a woman and I had incredible women on my show. I told mm-hmm. their stories. I think where it started, fall apart is the wrong word, but basically I started in October of 17, October of 18, I started looking ahead. I was like, okay, we got Thanksgiving coming. We got Christmas and I'm leaving mid January for two weeks to go to Africa where I am not going to have access. Mm -hmm. So I need to have everything ready and good to go. And so I started recording like mad and I was trying to just get everything done and lined up so that I could leave for these two weeks. And I went crazy. Like I, that was all I did. And it was just, it was work or that. And I was putting so much into it because I thought, well, I have to do this. And I, I have to be perfect on this because, you know, all the online gurus say, don't miss a week and, you know, fit into this. And, and I was trying to listen to all these different things. And a couple things happened. One was, it was my husband's 40th birthday on that trip to Africa. And I dropped the ball. Like I full on did not celebrate him in the way I should have. Mm-hmm. I did not invest in much, not even monetarily, but I didn't think enough about a gift. And that's, that's important. You know, people have their different level languages and for him, birthdays are important. And I just, I screwed it up because I was so focused on, I've got to get this edited and I have to get these Instagram posts lined up and I have to do all this different stuff. And then the second moment that really caused me to pause was it was an afternoon. I was home. I was trying to edit or do something and the kids were in the office. And I mean, you know, kids are three and eight, like they were just driving me crazy. You know, they're climbing all over the thing. And I was like, why are you guys even in here? And my son's like, we just want to be with you, mommy. And I just thought, oh, I am missing the ball. Like mm-hmm. I have just missed it. And so I was very fortunate that, you know, I had everything lined up and good to go and everything was on autopilot when I left. And when we were in Africa, I, you know, I had that chance to kind of step away because it was all just lined up for me. And I did a lot of thinking and it was kind of this, what am I even doing anymore? You know, and I hadn't stopped to reevaluate because, well, I started something and therefore, gosh darn it, I'm going to do it. And it really took that moment to sit and say, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And my husband and I had just some amazing talks and I was just ready to quit. I was like, burn it all down. I'm done. Quit. I'm walking away because I realized that I was not enjoying my life as much. I, there, you know, there were things I wanted to do that I wasn't doing. I wasn't seeing my friends as much. I wasn't reading as much mm-hmm. as I wanted to because everything was going into it. And I was trying to follow all these rules for all these online business gurus. And I started to go, wait a minute, I haven't made a single penny. So why am I following all the rules of how to make money when I'm not making money? And to be further off, if I really want to make more money, I have a doctorate degree. Like there's other things I can go do to make me some money. And so it was just this realization of I need to reevaluate. I think that was the the biggest thing is the reevaluation. And what I did over weeks of thinking and processing is realizing what is it I love about podcasting and what is not so much. And what I realized is this is not a business. I tried to start a business and I failed at that. And that is embarrassing, but empowering to say that in Mm -hmm. some ways. And I know that sounds contradictory, but I finally realized I am not making money at this. I probably won't make money at this. 
And I'm okay with that because I still really love it. And the, and so I thought, why don't I just focus on the things that I love and yeah. let's treat this as a hobby, the same as I would reading or exercising all these different things. And so for me, I still put out an episode every week, but I'm not under that same pressure of if I miss a week, so be it. I mean, I'm going to miss a week on my podcast and some online guru can tell me I'm going to lose listeners. And I'm going to say, that's nice because I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And so I think that for anybody who is in that point where they suddenly feel like they're drowning, I think you need to just stop and really reevaluate. What were your goals when you started? What are your goals now? And here's the thing. It's okay for your goals to change. And that was something that really took me a moment to realize that my goals were different and I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I had those goals and I really strive towards them. Some of them I met, some of them I didn't, but I had to realize that life is different now. And my goals are different and I need this to align with my goals. And so for me, it meant this is no longer a business. This is a hobby. I've scaled way, way back Mm -hmm. and I'm back to loving it. And okay. I got a couple of things to say about that. First of all, you can hear that you love it in your episodes. Not that it didn't come out before. But once you made that change, you shifted somewhere in Nikki and it, you can feel it in what you're putting out to the world, first of all. Okay. And I need everybody that, cause I have a lot of listeners or me and Kelly have a lot of listeners and I have definitely, I have clients that making money is a goal and there is room for it. We are not belittling that goal. I have a goal yeah, financially. I am not that no, at all. But mm-hmm. let me but let me tell you why what you just said is the more needful thing. Because if you can get rid of all those other voices that are out there telling you what's necessary in order to do it and get in touch with what what is lighting your fire and what is actually serving and ride that out, I promise you that if your goal is financial um, in any way, that's what's going to take you there. (laughs) And even with you saying, I'm doing this, this is a hobby, I beg to differ. You're doing it, I believe that you're doing it out of a sincere place of love. But what, when I hear what you put out there, it's not a hobby. It is a service. You are serving other women with, by doing something that you thoroughly enjoy. And you don't have to separate those two. I think it's real important for us to always be in touch with making sure our business is filled with things that are lighting us up, things that we would do for free if you know, just because we love it. I think that's very important. I actually have parts of my coaching where I help women identify with that. So they don't spend time building a business just based on, I think it'll make money for me. No, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Cause you can make money at doing whatever. I'll help you make money at whatever. That's not what (laughs) I need you to show up with the work that you're putting out into the world with excitement and fervor and love. (laughs) And then we'll do, and then we can get into the strategies and marketing and all this stuff that ain't really that sexy. It's sexy for me because I love it. Okay. And I teach it, but it ain't, you know, for people that are, you know, teaching how to do 
homeschool crafts at home. that, you know, the marketing side ain't what's sexy for them is <laughs> the actual creating of the projects and putting it out, you know, but my job happens to be to teach that strat, those strategies. So that's why it's exciting for me because I happen to like to learn that stuff, but that's just because of how I serve. But whatever area that you're saying, I just really love doing this. Even if you never make a dollar, your love of doing it and you putting it out into the world is serving. I am here to tell you, you are serving. You're serving. If you're not serving anybody else, you're serving Kelly and I. (laughs) (laughs) With chicken ideas, right? With 10 ways to freaking chop up a chicken. You can't minimize that either. I mean, I'm about to jump in and say that. Like for some people, it, it might be what you just said about not losing yourself in motherhood. I mean, that is, that's life affirming and people need to hear that. But on the flip side, there are women out there who literally struggle to feed their families because they just either it's busyness or it's anxiety or it's insecurity or it's whatever. So yes, listening to a 12 minute ditty about what to do with this chicken, (laughs) it matters. It might sound silly or, you know, like it, it's not full of meaning, but there are people out there and we talked about this with our guest yesterday because of the nature of our culture, there are so many women who aren't in a community and don't have sisterhood and don't have a mom or a grandma telling them, oh, this is this is how I plan dinners. Because our moms and grandmas were not sitting around listening to podcasts, but they right. had a whole different life that we don't have. We're not standing at the fence with our neighbors trading these ideas. I wish we were, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Um, but because that's not what our world has morphed into, if someone is listening to Nikki saying, wow, I work this stressful job and I have all these demands on me, but I can still feed my family something besides a frozen pizza every night, which I've had those phases in my life. It does matter. It really is important. And it's important because you are serving someone just like you. So if it's important to Nikki, most likely there's another few thousand at least women that that's important to as well. Mm-hmm. You're serving women that are just like you, which is, I believe, almost the heart of how the thing she does got birth. You're like, I see myself in these other women that I'm bringing on to share their stories. And you're trying to yeah. get those stories out there. And you've just made a pivot to serving those same type of women in a completely different way. But and you're getting to the heart of the need. You know, my, my clients may say, I need to make this amount of money. Okay, let's unpeel that onion a little bit. Why do you need to make that amount of money? And when you start tying it to some of the, the real internal struggles, that's where my business is created. That's why I deal so much in productivity hacks and time management, because that was a, the number one issue with every single one of my clients. So, we can set aside strategy for a second and let's get, let's get your life for a minute. Let's figure out the things that you just shared about figuring out what's priority and making room for those things. That was the greater need, you know, but it's completely directly tied to their ability to make revenue because you ain't gonna make no money if you had no time to make no money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that had, 
had I had I been a stay-at-home mom and this was my only revenue generating thing, there are things, I mean, people are like, you should write an ebook, you should make a course, all this stuff. And I could have done that. But I think for me, I looked at my time and I was like, financially with the skill set and education I have, it didn't make sense for me. For mm-hmm. other people, it, it's going to make more sense to do that. And I think there are, I mean, it's a job. There are always elements of a job that are just like, and eh, whatever. And so I think for me, I, I just realized that I would rather go to work for the financial yes. piece and do this for the, my soul. I mean, it's, it's yeah. basically a soul piece, you yeah. know? And so I, I think that you're right though. I think everyone can find a way to focus more in on those pieces. And mm-hmm. I think if I had required this for like, you know, finances, I probably would have honestly hired a coach to help me, mm-hmm. someone like you, to help me go through and say, okay, mm-hmm. here's everything I'm doing. Let's really hone in on what is it I love and and how can I tweak to make this more money? For mm-hmm. me, it just didn't make sense yeah. to do that. It just, I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to tweak it down to what I love. So. That's awesome. See, the, to me, that's amazing. And that's, and, yeah. I'm not going to add anything to that. That was knowing what you're trying to accomplish and then aligning that with what you need and then moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Cause I've wasted a whole lot of money with my former business, not doing that. So I applaud you for that. Kelly, we got one more question for her. Yes. So Nikki, in light of all of this knowledge and experience that you've brought to us today, what would you say to the mompreneur who is maybe struggling or feeling a lapse in inspiration or hitting a brick wall or however you want to word that? What tips would you give her on knowing, yeah, it's time to pivot. It's time to swerve. And can I add to that too? Maybe because you and Kelly are in this group of women, the, the woman that is working and trying to build something on the side even. Mm. Cause I feel like those, those waters can get a little bit muddier. Oh, <laughs> they're muddy right now. Yeah. <laughs> Speak to my soul, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe let's, you know, I'm sure whatever you say is applicable to the stay at home, work from home mom like me, but let's, let's hold some space for the nine to five woman that has something mm-hmm. that they are trying to um, invest in on the side what tips would you frame those tips with understanding that's who the listener is? Yeah. I think that if you are considering a pivot, I think what you need to do is sit down and really evaluate what is it you're doing and what are you trying to do and see if you're caught in the same trap of I was where I was trying to fulfill goals that were a year and a half old Mm. and they just didn't work anymore. And this is where I think writing down your goals and I'm not a big journaler, but I think if you're starting a new endeavor, sit down and write out very specifically, what is my mission? What am I trying to accomplish? What do I want to do? What are the big goals? You know? And so for me, when I started, I wanted to encourage and inspire. I wanted speaking opportunities and I wanted to make some money. What I needed to do a year and a some later, and what I think you should do is sit down and look at those and say, do they still apply? And you might look at it and say, like, for me, I still want speaking gigs, but I've kind of shifted that I don't think I want to travel every other month and be away from my family. And so I don't want to put all my love and energy into that. If I get opportunities to go speaking, I would love it. Please come hire me. I'd love to come talk to you. Um, But I don't want to put my everything into it. You know, I wanted to make some money on the side. A year and some later, I've had other opportunities at work and I've realized that for me, 
this is not the best way to increase finances for my family. And so I'm stepping away. And so I think giving yourself permission to fail. I mean, because that's the thing. That was one of my biggest problems. I'm like, here I am telling these women, you can do it. You can follow your passion. Look at all these examples. Look at how I'm doing it. And I'm like, well, if I stop doing this, what kind of example is that? I'm going against everything I said. And I realized, no, I'm not because I'm Mm -hmm. still following my passion. I am passionate about my work as a nurse practitioner. I get to impact people and their health on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And that is, I love that. And I'm still fulfilling my passion with this podcast in that I'm still encouraging and inspiring women. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not doing interviews every week anymore, but I'm sharing tips on how I'm making it work in my life. And so really giving yourself permission to change, I think is the biggest thing. And if you look at it and you're like, no, I still have this goal. I still want to do this. The next thing you need to do is evaluate, okay, then why are you wanting to pivot so much? Because clearly something is not working. And maybe you need to pivot how something is done in your business. Maybe you need to evaluate what you're doing. Like for me, I was like posting on social media every day. I was copying everything to Facebook. I realized I don't like Facebook. Mm. I just don't like being on there. I'm like, why am I wasting time posting on there for the five people to see? And so I finally just dropped it. I don't care what all the business gurus say. I don't like it. It's not worth my time. And and for you that it might not be that, but there's, there's probably elements of your business which have grown because you heard a podcast or read a newsletter or something. You said, I should do that. And you've just done it out of habit. What are your returns on that? How is that going towards your basic goals? And I will bet you there are so many things you could shave out. And if you can shave out some of the fluff and the extra It'll give you room to breathe and it'll give you that room to reevaluate what is still important. What is it I still want to do and how does this fit within my life? Mm-hmm. And maybe you need to readjust timeframes. Um, you know, th- there can be a variety of things, but give yourself permission to change. Give yourself permission to fail. Yeah. When you, and when you take the time to evaluate those things, it opens up your time. Once you drop all the things that are not serving you, now you have the time to invest into the things that are. Exactly, exactly. And for anyone that, you know, is listening to this and says, well, I'm not, you know, I don't want to necessarily not grow a side business because some people really want to step out of the nine to five. Absolutely. You know, some people, you love your nine to five, like, like um, both Kelly and Nikki love their jobs. So I just in, um, we had a mindset session with the Refresh Moms Mastermind on Monday. And one of the questions I asked them was um, to identify what their current business goals were. And the women that were on it literally were like, huh. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to carve out some time to do this. Cause I need mm-hmm. you to know what you're working towards because like one of the moms has a job. It's not 40 hours a week, but you know, it's three days a week. And I'm like, are you even trying to not do that job anymore? Because if you're trying to keep that job, then you're not going to build a business that's going to demand more of you mm-hmm. than what you have capacity to hold. But if you are saying, no, I want my business to replace my income with my job, then that's what we're going to do. We are going to build a business that's going to build momentum and revenue in order for you to step away. But only you can identify what the goal is. No matter the goal, you can create the path to it. 
But if you don't know what it is you even want, then you're going to spend time. And I'm guilty of this too, Nikki. This is, this is so common. Just this, your experience is so common, but, um, you have to spend time outlining what it is you're trying to accomplish, or you're going to spend a lot of time doing things that are pulling you away from the things that really matter. And that's what we're trying to avoid. So I think that's it. Kelly, you have any final words or Nikki, do you have any final words? I don't know who wants to speak first. I'll, I'll ask Kelly if you have, do you have any questions for Nikki that you want to throw up there or? I'm just sitting here taking copious notes for myself. <laughs> so many, um, so many just golden nuggets of truth and inspiration today, I feel like. And I, I hope our listeners are encouraged to really take ownership of finding what they are passionate about and what is worth it to them and, you know, serve in the way that inspires you and, and, shows your love to the world and allows room for your other priorities. Uh, Being a mom, yes, it's a priority. You can achieve being a great mom and serving your own passions outside of that. Yeah. And Nikki, any last thing you want to wrap up for the dear woman that's listening to this right now? Well, first of all, I just want to thank you ladies for having me on. I really appreciate it. I know this is not your normal recording time. So thank you so much for doing that. But I also just want to say that I'm so proud of you guys because I remember months ago, you guys talking about this and all the different sessions. And so to see it come to fruition, it just makes me so, so happy. And I love seeing other people get into this space because I just think it's such a fun area to be and it's such a different medium. So I'm Mm -hmm. so proud of you ladies and thank you for having me on. And for all those mamas out there, I I would just say, give yourself permission to reevaluate, look at what you're doing and, and take steps from there. And it's okay to change and to pivot. Yeah. Yes. Well, a to the man, (laughs) a to the men. That's probably what I should say. Who are the men? A to the woman. Yeah. A to the woman. (laughs) Thank you guys. And thank you for listening today. Stay refreshed. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Refreshed Life Podcast. If you heard anything that encouraged, inspired, or served you in any way, please take a moment to leave a review and a rating in order to help us share our message with other women just like you. You can find Kelly and me on our socials at Kel of a Story and Refreshed Moms. Remember, if you need help balancing your family life with your business in order to find the time you need to make the money you desire, grab my three-step time management toolkit I created just for moms at refreshmoms.com forward slash find your time. Let's connect again soon, okay? Bye for now. Bye.